This episode is supported by Active Skin Repair. Active Skin Repair is a skin health company helping people heal with natural, non-toxic, medical-grade ingredients. I just randomly... Vinny was having a toe skin irritation issue and he ended up having this like skin that was really irritating him and it was getting kind of like icky and you know like when kids start to get like little scabs and scratches and then they want to pick at it and it was getting worse and so active skin repair showed up on my doorstep as a result of the sponsorship and I got to put it to use immediately and I got the ointment formula or the like ointment formulation and then also the spray and the spray was perfect so Vinny does not like ointmenty creamy lotiony things on his body but I was able to get out the spray literally took it out of the packaging the day it arrived put it on his toe before he went to bed and the next morning he was like mom my toe's all better it was literally like this super amazing cure that helped his toes so quickly so you can use active skin repair on a wide range of skin issues including cuts scrapes burns sunburns rashes other types of skin damage it's totally safe non-toxic suitable on all types of skin even parts of the body where you might have rosacea or eczema or have acne prone skin this is also safe for the young members of your family up to the oldest. So now you have one simple solution for your family's skin health needs. With over 500,000 happy customers and thousands of five-star reviews and super safe and clean ingredients, active skin repair is something that you want to have on hand for your family. So to get your own active skin repair, go to activeskinrepair.com to learn more about active skin repair and get 20% off your order when you use the code shameless. That's activeskinrepair.com. Use the code shameless for 20% off your order. Activeskinrepair.com, code shameless. This is the Shameless Mom Academy, episode 219. Show notes for this episode, including all links mentioned in this episode and coupon codes for our sponsors can be found if you go to shamelessmom.com and click on episode 219. Welcome to the Shameless Mom Academy. I'm your host, Sarah Dean, and I'm here to give you and other passionate, dedicated moms the tools you need to bridge the gap between motherhood and living the life of your dreams. I'm also here to help you be a little more shameless every day, because if you aren't building a life you're extraordinarily proud of, what kind of legacy are you building? So let's dive in. Support for the Shameless Mom Academy comes from Lola, a modern approach to feminine care. To get 100% organic tampons delivered to your doorstep, go to mylola.com and enter the code SHAMELESS at checkout to get 60% off your first order. That's mylola.com and enter the code SHAMELESS. This episode of the Shameless Mom Academy is brought to you by Third Love. When it comes to bra shopping, it's all about finding the right fit for you. To find your right fit, go to thirdlove.com shameless and take the Fit Finder Quiz. That's thirdlove.com slash shameless. Hello, shameless moms. I'm so happy to be here today. And this is going to be fun because it's not just all about me. So we're going to be talking today about a great email that I got with a couple of really fantastic questions. And as soon as I got this email, I replied within just a few minutes and I said, oh my gosh, can I please use your email for a topic on the show? Because I think this is going to be a valuable conversation for so many moms. And this shameless mom replied back right away and she said, yes, that she would love it. So that's what we're doing today. So this is actually, instead of doing a shameless mom of the week from a listener review, I'm going to do shameless mom of the week from an email. 
And if you have a question that you want to ask me or a topic you want me to address, please let me know. I would love to be able to do this more often. It's really fun for me to get content from you all and know what you want to know about. So ask me anything. Shoot me an email at info at shamelessmom.com. That comes directly to my inbox. And I would love to be able to use your questions to build new episodes and also be able to meet your needs and know where you're at and know what you want and what you want to hear from me. So like I said, shoot whatever you have at me, ask me anything, and we'll go from there. So here's the email that I got. And you're going to understand right away why I wanted to make an episode out of this, because it's a question that reaches some of my own or touches on some of my own recent experiences that you guys, many of you know about. So I'll address that as we go through. So the email, I'm going to keep this writer anonymous. So we'll call her Jane. So Jane says, hi, I'm a devout listener of your podcast and really appreciate everything you do to make it possible. I've gained a lot of emotional intelligence and lost a lot of guilt over the small things. I'm a 24 year old working mama in school with two little ones. And on Thursday, I'm getting a breast augmentation and lift. I'm extremely excited, but have not told anyone I work with or really anyone except my three closest people. I decided to go through with this and not let fear of other people's judgment affect my decisions. However, I'm still nervous people, especially my in-laws are going to think I'm loaded, even though I've always been excellent at budgeting and financing and have worked for everything I have. I'm really hoping you can give me advice on two things. One, is it a good idea or even possible to keep this private? And two, how do I deal with people's responses if they find out? I've already come up with a few mantras for myself quote unquote, you are not a bad mother for getting this done. You are not robbing money you could have better spent on your children. My husband supports this decision and I'm not wasting our money. But I just do not want to deal with the consequences of everyone knowing and having negative reactions. Thanks again for producing amazing content that literally changes people's lives. So thank you. Thank you, Jane, for that email. I appreciate the very kind, thoughtful words about the show and how it's impacted your life. That makes me feel really good. And it always fuels my fire to know how people's lives are impacted by the show. So let's dig into these questions. Actually, before we dig into the questions, let me dig into my own experience. So Jane sent this to me, I'm assuming, because she knew that I had breast surgery over this last summer. I had breast reduction surgery, and it was something that I've literally wanted my entire life. And I did a whole episode on it, so I'm not going to dive totally into that right now. But it was a really great experience, and I was so excited to do it. And I have loved the results, and I would do it over and over a million times. Everyone I tell who's ever considered it, I'm like, yes, go do it. And also with the surgery that I had done, oftentimes you can get it covered by insurance. So that takes some of the financial burden off, which it sounds like might be a little bit different than Jane's situation here. You cannot get all breast augmentation covered by insurance. It really depends on the situation, but certain cases of breast reduction, you can get covered by insurance. And that was the case for me. So that changed that situation a little bit for me and definitely impacted my decision because it made it so much more affordable. Now, that said, that's really different if you know you're going to be paying out of pocket for this because that feels really different in terms of maybe the financial burden that that might put on your family. And like Jane said, this sense of am I taking money from my kids' lives, my kids' needs in order to cover something for myself that might be perceived by other people is just this very like vain experience and very vanity-related optional kind of surgery. So a few things on that. First of all, what you do with your body is your business. It's absolutely no one else's business. And one thing that came up with me is I knew I wanted to ultimately talk about the surgery, but I didn't want to talk about it like leading up to it. I didn't know how it would play out. I didn't know what my results were going to be like. So I was like, I'm not going to like 
tell everyone, like, I'm not going to show up in the operating room and like take a selfie and post it on Instagram to be like, woohoo, pre-surgery. Like, here I am. I was like, I'm just going to wait and see like how this plays out. And I think there's some things that it's great to share in live time. And there's a lot of things that you can kind of wait until you've gone through the situation and processed the situation and then share what that's been like for you and what it means to you. And that's powerful for a few reasons, especially when it comes to things that really alter your body you need to process what that's going to be like and how you're going to kind of live in your new skin, how you want to present that to other people. And sometimes you have to wait and see how you feel about it before you present it to other people. Because like, I didn't know, I was like, what if, you know, there was a chance when they went in that they maybe wouldn't be able to take out very much and there wouldn't be any sort of visible difference. And then like, how would I present that to people? And if I told them in advance, I was going to do this, or there can be situations where you get in there and, you know, I actually know of a woman a few years ago at my gym who came to me and she was supposed to have lap band surgery. And she'd been waiting for this for so long. It was like to get qualified and get coverage. It took a lot of trying a lot of different things and not having them work in terms of diet and weight loss. And then her doctor finally approved her for it. And there was a lot of like physical markers that had to be crossed before she could be considered safe for the surgery. And this is the case with many weight loss surgeries that there's a litany of testing that you have to go through to make sure that your body like can make it through the surgery and that you're going to have a good response to the surgery and all these sorts of things. So this woman had waited a really, really long time to get this. She was so excited. She had struggled with her weight for so long. She really kind of felt like she was, this was like her last hope for getting a really impactful long-term solution. And the day she went in for the surgery, they got her all prepped. And I can't remember exactly what the circumstance was, but they got her prepped and ready to go. And as soon as I believe they put her under and then something happened and there was some sort of roadblock or obstacle where it became clear they would not be able to perform the surgery. And so they pulled her out of anesthesia and did not complete the surgery. And that was life altering to her, like heartbreaking, crushing. It was something that she had worked for for a really long time, had done so much mental work around. And then to not have that happen was really, really hard and really overwhelming. And so I think when you're going into things like that, where you're looking at this like big change and you don't know how it's going to play out, you don't know how your body's going to respond, you don't know what the medical intervention maybe is going to look like in its finality, I think it's important that you wait and see how it goes. And then if you want to share, you can, and you can decide how you're going to share that. And also you build your story as you're going through it. And so then when you present it to other people, you can decide how you want to frame it. And I'm going to talk a little bit more about that as we work through this in a minute, but it's really important that you are kind of cultivating a mindset around what this experience means to you so that when you choose to share it with people, you can share it in a way that you get to determine how the conversation goes. And you're not going into it in an uncomfortable, apologetic way. You can go into that conversation very confidently, very unapologetically, really owning your decision and really not leaving room for other people to pass judgment, question you, those kinds of things. Or if they choose to do that, that's fine, but you can flip that back on them and make that about them because that's truly what it is. It's not about you. So if they want to make snarky comments, if they want to pass judgment, if they want to try to make you feel bad about your decision, you can be prepared for that because you've had some time to process the whole situation and the outcomes. So that's my feeling on that. So my feeling for question number one, should you keep it private or not, Jane? I think you should keep it private for now. And then share as you get a little further away from the actual procedure. And once you've had some time to heal and recover mentally, physically, emotionally. Now, what's going to happen after the surgery is you're going to have to learn about your new body. And also after breast surgery, your final results, like there's all sorts of 
because there's swelling and there's stitches and things like that. Now, your situation might be different than mine. I had a lot of stitches. When you have breast reduction, you have massive amounts of stitches, which leads to just a lot more swelling because it's really invasive. And so I didn't really know what my final results were going to look like for a few months. And I was actually even told after my, like, I think it was a three month check or something. She was like, yeah, you're really like, it's going to take your body a full year to like really settle into what your new breasts are going to look like. Um, And I can tell that now, like for the first few months, I was like, I swear one is bigger than the other. And now I'm like, no, they're totally both the same. So there was just like some things that happened in recovery that took some time to get settled. And so, you know, that's different for everyone's situation and augmentation and lift can be different than what I had done. So I don't know what that recovery is going to look like, but you're going to need to learn about your body as you go through it. Now that said, you're going to be developing a new relationship with your body. And so you're going to, you know, for me, like I was immediately like, Oh my God, my boobs are smaller. This is amazing. This is like all I've ever wanted. And on the flip side of that, if you're having them made bigger, it could be the same thing where you're like, yes, like they're bigger and they're perky and they're pretty and all these things that, you know, you've been wanting forever. And that's great too. And when you get in that situation and you have joy around that, that automatically starts to build your confidence a little bit. So I think that piece is really, really important that you kind of see what the other side of it feels like, because then you get to start to really like work your way into that new skin. And that can feel really, really amazing. And once you're there, sometimes the ways where you maybe were passing a little judgment on yourself or feeling a little uneasy about the choice really dissipates. And so, you know, for me, for example, I know that being out on the other side and being really happy with the results allowed some of the discomfort with my potential discomfort and talking about it really dissipated. And I didn't know how much I was going to share about this experience until I was through it. And I was so happy about it that I was like, oh my gosh, I have to share this with people because it's been such a positive thing in my life. Now, I don't know that that same thing will happen for Jane, but I think it's valuable to wait and see because if it's been such a positive shift, then you can present that in a really different way to other people. And on the flip side of that, if it's not a positive shift, you can present that too. And you can be like, you know, I thought this was going to change everything and I don't know if it did. And here's what that experience has been like for me. Or you can say like, this changed everything and let me tell you how and why. And this has been such an empowering experience. I feel more comfortable in my own skin. I've never felt more confident, like all these different kinds of things. So Before we move on, let's talk about one of our sponsors today. And I'm going to talk about Jane's question about how to deal with people's responses after that. And I love our sponsors for today, by the way, because they fit so perfectly into this topic. So all of our sponsors today are like all about women just taking care of their business. So our first sponsor today is Lola. You know, we care so much about the ingredients in the food that we eat and the beauty products that we use. Why wouldn't we care a lot about the feminine care products that we use? Lola is a female founded company offering a line of cotton, organic tampons, pads, and liners. They started their company with a simple and seemingly obvious idea that women should not have to compromise even when it comes to feminine care products. Lola products are 100% natural, 100% easy to feel good about. Unlike major brands, Lola offers complete transparency about the ingredients found in their tampons, their pads, and their liners. No BS, no mystery fibers, no more doubts about what is going into your body. This is so important. And I love that Lola is run by women because I want women building my tampons, please. Like I do not need dudes making tampons for me. Maybe that's just me, but I really strongly feel that way. And what is even better about Lola is it's so convenient because Lola products come in simple, customizable subscription packages that are delivered straight to your door. So you'll never have to make another frantic trip to the drugstore. And I swear when Vinny was a baby, 
I would like always run out of tampons when he was in the middle of a nap. And I'd be like, oh my God, when is he going to wake up? We need to go to the store. So with Lola, they will deliver exactly what you need, exactly when you need it. You just have it all lined up to go. And then it is delivered to your door in these completely customizable packages so that you can mix and match what you need for every month. So with Lola products, there are four ways to tailor your subscription needs. You pick your products, you pick your assortment, you pick your quantity, and you pick your frequency for delivery. So simple, right? I love how Lola makes it so simple and they know what women need. And so they take all this guesswork out of it and they make it clean, easy, and kind of enjoyable. Are tampons enjoyable? I think they make it enjoyable. So I've really appreciated how convenient Lola is. I appreciate that they are a woman-owned company and I feel so confident when I use their products. If you want to get started with Lola, go to mylola.com and use the code shameless40 to get 40% off your first order of Lola products. Oh, again, that is mylola, M-Y-L-O-L-A.com. And then use the code shameless40 to get 40% off your first order with Lola. Okay. So diving back into Jane and Jane's upcoming surgery. So how do you deal with others finding out? So my recommendation on this is other people finding out. So first of all, is it even possible to keep it private? That really depends on your surgery. In my situation, I kept my breasts so hidden that people were like, what? You had breast reduction? You had big boobs? I never even knew. I've known you for 20 years. I never even knew you had big boobs. So in my situation, it wasn't super obvious to people because I had really kept it under wraps that I had that I was like, I kept those girls strapped down. And so people did not know that I was walking around with 32 Gs because it wasn't something that I really ever wanted displayed. So my closest friends knew because I was always complaining about my boobs, but a lot of people just had no idea. And so it wasn't obvious to them that I had surgery. Now that said, if you're having breast augmentation and you're getting your boobs enhanced to make them bigger, depending on the situation, that might be really obvious. And what you can do for this is especially after surgery, you're going to be like in big baggy clothes for a while. Like you're not gonna be wearing anything tight to the body or anything or anything super form fitting. So what often happens, and I've seen this work both ways with women who've had breast enhancements and breast reductions is that especially this time of year, when it's not like the middle of the summertime, when you're just like running around in a bathing suit, you can just kind of wear baggy stuff for a while. And then as you ease your way into more form fitting stuff, People like haven't seen you in super tight stuff in a while and they just don't notice that there's a change. That's kind of how I played it on my end when I did it. So I kind of went from like the loose baggy stuff over the course of a few months into like tighter, more form fitting things. And it was not really a subject until I came out and told, you know, talked about it on the podcast. No one really knew. Now that can be really different if you were going bigger and you are immediately wearing really form fitting things like that might be obvious to people. The thing is, most people probably aren't going to come right out and ask you about it. Because here's what women do. Instead of asking someone directly about it, we go to someone else and we say, hey, oh my gosh, do you think so-and-so had their boobs done? Like that's how it works, right? So people start asking questions behind your back, which is a little ridiculous. So by the way, if you're someone who does that, just maybe stop. Or like when someone does that to you, be like, I don't know, but that person looks, they look amazing. That person looks so happy. They look really confident. Whenever I'm in a situation where people start talking about other women's bodies, They'll be like, oh, you know, has so-and-so gained weight or wow, they've lost so much weight or whatever. And I have family members that do this and oh my gosh, it grates on my last nerve. So-and-so lost weight and they just look so amazing. You know, and they're, I'm just so happy that they did that because, you know, 
it's just really important that they are taking care of themselves. Like, don't even get me started on the conversations that I've been in on that are kind of go along those lines. This episode is supported by a podcast I want to share with you called Understood Explains. So this is, show is about navigating ADHD, dyslexia, and other learning and thinking differences, which can be so confusing. And so every uh, season of the show is around a different theme. So there's a season on special education, there's a season on ADHD diagnosis for adults, and the current season is all about IEPs. I love this podcast because the episodes are 10 to 15 minutes long. So if you are short on time or short on focus, you can take this content in super quickly, easily. It's very digestible. And the show is hosted by teacher and special education expert, Juliana Utube. So Juliana talks all about how to navigate educational plans, IEPs. She talks about the differences between IEPs and 504 plans. She really breaks things down in a really clear and simple way so that you have some of those questions that you might be thinking around, like, does this pertain to my child? Is this something I need to be looking into? Like, where do we go from here? Where do I go if I have questions? Juliana has you covered. She explains so many different things and so many different little pieces and nuance of IEPs and special education and different things on Understood Explains. So I want you to go check it out wherever you're listening to this podcast. You can go listen to Understood Explains. Just go into your podcast app, do a search for Understood Explains, and it will pop right up. Click on it, pick your episode, and get the answers that you've been looking for and the support that you need around different learning differences and differences in school. This episode is supported by AquaTrue. Having clean, safe water is the last thing you want to worry about. But unfortunately, according to extensive research by the Environmental Working Group, three out of four, yes, three out of four homes in America have harmful contaminants in their tap water. So that's why you got to check out AquaTrue. AquaTrue purifiers have a four-stage reverse osmosis purification process. And their countertop purifiers, which is what we have, take no installation or plumbing, and they remove 15 times more contaminants than ordinary pitcher filters and they're specifically designed to combat chemicals like PFAS, which can lead to potentially adverse health effects like cancer, endocrine system disruption, and liver toxicity, which is part of what makes AquaTrue so special, unique, and important in terms of how they are able to filter water. They also have water purifiers to fit every type of home. So like the installation-free countertop purifier that we have at our house to higher capacity under sink options. They even have Wi-Fi connected purifiers and mineral boost options. So I'm so excited about our new AquaTrue. And here's the thing. I swear it's like a gentle reminder to actually drink more water every time you walk into your kitchen. So we are drinking more water now and also more clean water. So more water that is more clean. It feels like a double win. I'm feeling pretty impressed with us. I feel like sink water, tap water becomes invisible at a certain point. And when I see the purifier on my counter, it's like many time a day reminder to like, keep drinking, keep drinking. So I want you to check out AquaTrue for yourself and for your family. AquaTrue comes with a 30 day money back guarantee and that makes it a great gift as well. Today, my listeners, can receive 20% off any AquaTrue purifier when you go to AquaTrue.com. That's A-Q-U-A-T-R-U.com and enter the code SHAMELESS at checkout. That's 20% off any AquaTrue purifier when you go to AquaTrue.com and use the code SHAMELESS, S-H-A-M-E-L-E-S-S, AquaTrue.com code SHAMELESS. So here's the thing. What I always say, yeah, so-and-so looks really happy. I think they're doing really well. And that's literally all I will ever say. I am not going to sit around and be like, yeah, so I heard she lost 32 pounds. I think she's been doing a lot of bar classes and eating keto diet. Like, no, what someone else chooses to do with her body, none of my business. I'm just going to say they look really happy and they look healthy and they look like they're doing great. And that's all I'm going to say. So that's what I would say if someone was like, oh, did you see someone? I think they had a boob job. What do you think? 
I'd be like, I don't know, but she looks amazing in that dress, outfit, shirt, whatever. Like just immediately, that's a really good, like learned canned response for us to have to just be supportive of other women and not engage in conversations about other women's bodies. So I would encourage you to just steal that line right there, steal that little conversation bit, because I think it's really important and it's easy to slip into those conversations. And sometimes it's because we're jealous where you're like, oh man, like she lost 25 pounds and had a boob job. Like I'm totally jealous. I want to lose 25 pounds and have a boob job. So it's not like we're always trying to be mean, but it's also the way women talk about other women matters. And these are conversations that we have in front of our kids a lot of times. And there's like just so much stuff that happens around that. And the impact of you having those conversations and feeding into those conversations, it's not good for your mental health. It's not good for other women. It's not good for your kids to be observing. So just really be conscientious of those kinds of conversations. So there's that. First of all, I don't think, Jane, that anyone's going to come up to you and be like, oh my God, did you have your boobs done? They look amazing. If someone does that, you get to say like, actually I did. Yeah, thanks. I love them. You can just play off of their energy. Now, if on the flip side of that, someone comes up and they're like, um, so did you get a boob job? And they're like seeming kind of doubtful or judgy about it. Same thing. Yeah, I did. It's been awesome. Like, are you interested in having one? I can totally give you my surgeon's name. Like, just frame it as like, this is the coolest thing ever. And you could totally do it too, if you want. And instead of it being like, "Mm, well, I did. But like, if you meet a question like that with resistance or doubt or low confidence, that's where people immediately have room to go into that place of like, oh, like she did that. She's not like totally owning it. And that continues this thread of judgment and this thread of like, well, should she have really done that with her money? And should she have really done that with her body? And like, what does her husband have to say about that? So as long as you present it and frame it as like, yeah, I did this. It's amazing. It's the coolest thing ever. I am so excited about it. You get to own that experience and you get to make it whatever you want to make it. So make it that thing, make it super positive, super prideful, really powerful and make it about you owning your body, you taking responsibility for that. Don't let it be about someone else's judgment. Don't let it be about their tone of voice when they ask the question. I think that's so, so important because at the end of the day, it is none of their damn business. It is so none of their business. So first of all, it's none of their business. Second of all, their opinion of you is none of your business. So be really careful with that. It's none of their business and their opinion of you and what you did is none of your business. So you get to choose how you respond. You get to choose how you frame it, how you share the story, whether they've asked you about it or you choose to offer it up. You get to choose all of that. But what they do with that information, how they receive it is not your responsibility and it's not your business. And that can be a challenge, but it can also be very freeing. That like, I get to tell them my experience. I get to be a badass here. I get to be like this strong, powerful woman. What they choose to do with that information, that's up to them. If they choose to like run home and tell someone and make it like this snarky, judgy thing, that's on them. And that's probably because they live in a snarky, judgy universe of dissatisfaction with their life. And that's on them. Like you cannot be responsible for that. So really see it for what it is, that that's likely what it is and let it go. Now recognize that it's none of their business because you never need permission or validation from anyone for anything related to your body, unless it has to do with an unborn child. And even then I would argue, this might not be a popular opinion, I would argue that your feelings about it, your decisions around it still take precedence over anyone else's. 
So in the situation of an unborn child, there would be obviously a partner involved there on whatever level they might be involved. And that is a little bit different of a situation. I still think that the women's circumstances and final judgment take precedence over the male because that's a whole nother episode. I'll leave it at that. (laughs) I'm cutting myself off right there before this becomes a topic about something completely different. But outside of that situation, everything else, you don't ever need to ask for permission or validation for anything related to your body. And I shared this in the episode that I did talking about my experience that the night before my surgery, I was at a friend's house and her husband came home from something. And I was there, there was a few of us sitting, a few girls, women sitting there. And the husband came in and the wife said, yeah, Sarah has her surgery tomorrow. And the husband goes, oh, so what does Vince think about that? Referring to my husband. And I was like, literally, immediately I said, I don't know. I didn't ask him. Did not even ask. And I literally did not ask my husband. Like, I mean, that came out really quickly and really abruptly. And I'm sure that he probably didn't appreciate my snarky response when this husband asked that. But I seriously, literally never asked my husband for permission, nor did I ask him for validation. I said, like, I'm going to go to this consultation and ask this doctor about this. I've been interested in it for a long time, which he already knew. I went and got the information. I was like, yeah, this is what she told me. This is how I think it could play out. Turns out I can get it covered by insurance. I think we're going to do it in July. And he was like, okay, cool. And I was like, so you're gonna need to take the day off work and you're gonna need to drive me there. And like, not that like he wouldn't have had a conversation about it, but he was just like, yeah, sure. I didn't present it in a way that was like, what do you think? And can I do this? And I didn't ask for permission. Now that's, I will say it's a little different if you're using family funds for this, but it's still your body. So you don't need validation around like, am I allowed to do this or not? In terms of like, am I allowed to alter my body? You might need to have a conversation about where is this money going to come from? Because that's a different piece of the conversation. And I think that, you know, given the context that Jane has shared here, that might've been part of their family conversation that she had with her husband around, like, how are we going to budget for this? And how are we going to make sure we're doing this in a responsible way so that like we can still pay for childcare or whatever, and like make sure that the kids have shoes and there's food on the table. And like that obviously needs to take priority. So there might be some ways, there might be some other aspects of it where there's some negotiating and some asking for permission in terms of the financial piece of it. But in terms of like doing something to your body, that you don't need a permission or validation. And so that's just the piece with your partner. With anyone else, you for sure don't need permission or validation. And you do not need to engage in that conversation unless you choose to. And then if you do engage in that conversation, it is completely on your terms. And you get to decide how that conversation goes. So when you are having that conversation, here's a few tips. Actually, before we dive into the tips, let's talk about our next sponsor. So our second sponsor today, funny, I swear I didn't plan this, but our second sponsor today is Third Love Bras. So let's talk about Third Love Bras. When it comes to bra shopping, it's all about finding the right fit for you. And there's only one lingerie brand that offers bras in sizes double A through G and half cup sizes, and that is Third Love. Third Love uses thousands of women's real measurements and super smoothing memory foam to create bras that fit better and feel great. Most old school bra brands only carry 15 sizes. That's not very many given how many different shapes of bodies women have. Third Love has 60 sizes, 60, six, zero. So the best way to get started with Third Love is to go to thirdlove.com slash shameless and take their Fit Finder quiz. In about 60 seconds, you're going to go through a few different questions and Third Love will give you some way better sizing parameters than you've probably ever used before in picking out a bra. And then you will be able to order a bra based on these sizing recommendations. I went through the Fit Finder quiz. It was super fast and actually really helpful. And I was able to figure out like, oh, when it rides up here, that's what it means. And when I have like 
back fat spilling over here. This is what it means. So make sure you go over to thirdlove.com slash shameless, take the fit finder quiz, and then you're also going to get 15% off your first purchase. So Jane, I hope you're listening to this because you might need some new bras. Also third love bras. They're really pretty. I love the colors. I love the different enhancements on the straps and the lace and, or the, even like the simple t-shirt bras are really, really, um, they're really classic styles and colors and all sorts of things. So like, you don't care if your bra strap showing, you kind of want it to, cause it's so pretty, which is literally like how I chose the third love bra that I recently got. So I was like, Ooh, I really like the way that strap looks. I don't know if anyone else bra shops according to like what your strap might look like if it happens to peek out under your clothes, but that's how I bra shop sometimes. So I really appreciate the technology that third love uses in terms of having multiple bra sizes and also the softness of the cups, literally like so soft, you will want to lay in your bra and take a nap. And I appreciate how thorough they are in helping you assess your size. They also have a great return policy. If you order bras and they don't work out, you can send them back. No questions asked. So definitely head over to thirdlove.com shameless to find out what your perfect sizing is, get your perfect fitting bra and get 15% off your first purchase today. That's thirdlove.com shameless. All right. So here's the thing. When you're talking to people about your surgery, Jane, here's what I want you to do. A few things. First thing is I want you to exude confidence. So I touched on this earlier. When you are talking to someone about a decision that you make, the way that you go about that is on you and the way that they will receive that information will be based on how you present it. And so if you go into something really confidently and super factual, like, yep, had this done. This is what it was. It's all done. It's great. And got some new bras and I'm happy as a clam. Then they're going to be like, okay, cool that's going to be received really differently than if you present it in a really soft, uncertain way. So if you sound shaky in your confidence, there's a lot more room for you to be judged about insecurity. There's a lot more room for you to come across as uncertain. There's a lot more room for people to have conversations about you that you might not want to have had. And so even if you're feeling a little shaky, even if you're faking it, exude confidence. Even if you're like, I don't know if I totally love my new boobs. I need to see how they look in a few months. I need to like, I need to adjust to this exude confidence. Of course, like your closest girlfriends, your husband, whatever, like you can let them know that like, I'm still adjusting to this. But for most people, especially people who you think are going to doubt you or judge you exude confidence. If you're a parent, I invite you to join us at the Mindful Mama podcast, where it's all about becoming a less irritable, more joyful parent. With sometimes hilarious and always thought-provoking experts and friends, at Mindful Mama, we know that you cannot give what you do not have. And when you have calm and peace within, then you can give it to your children. I'm Hunter Clark Fields, and I can't wait to see you there. Listen in to the Mindful Mama podcast. Hey there, I'm Debbie Reber, the founder of Tilt Parenting and the author of the book, Differently Wired. The mission of Tilt is to change the way neurodivergence, whether that's having a learning disability, having ADHD, being gifted, autistic, or some combination of all of the above, is perceived and experienced so differently wired kids and the parents like us raising them can truly thrive. On the Tilt Parenting Podcast, I get to talk with authors, therapists, educators, and parenting experts who are committed to this mission. I ask the questions my listeners are most curious about when it comes to supporting our kids. And in turn, my guests share strategies for challenges, out-of-the-box ideas for navigating school, best practices for therapies, 
tips for advocating, and so many thoughtful insights on what it really takes to help our kids grow up feeling seen and respected so they can create awesome lives for themselves. I know that raising a differently wired kid can feel overwhelming and isolating, but I promise you, you are not alone and it can feel so much better. If you're on this parenting journey, come listen to Tilt Parenting. Together, we can shift this paradigm and show up for our exceptional kids with hope, possibility, and joy. Next up, do not address finances. See number one. Number one, it's none of their business. It is none of their business. So do not address finances. If someone were to ask about that, which by the way would be super rude, but if they were to ask directly or make some sort of snarky comment like, yeah, but that cost a pretty penny or, you know, something like, you know, the Joneses can't go on vacation, but Susie got her new boobs, like those kinds of comments, which are so gross and so inappropriate, but those are the kinds of things that people say sometimes. If something like that were to come up, you frame it in a way, again, exuding confidence that shows you off as being the fiscally responsible grown ass woman you are. So if something is said, you say, yes, we budgeted for this and it's totally fine. And you don't need to go further than that. I mean, you don't even need to say that you budgeted for it. You do not need to address the financial piece at all. But if it comes up, you can just say this was budgeted for and it's totally fine. This is not impacting our family's financial situation or our family's financial needs. This is not, it's fine. You don't need to explain anything more than that. You don't need to say how much it costs. None of their business. Absolutely none of their business. So then the next piece of this is if people choose to talk about it and they might, that is on them and that is about them. It is not on you and it's not about you. So if people choose to talk about you and talk about your choices, that's probably because of a few different things, perhaps jealousy, perhaps poor social skills, perhaps poor boundaries, or perhaps all of the above. And none of that is your responsibility. And also it's none of your business. So if they choose to talk about you or they choose to engage in conversation about your decision, none of your business. All you can do is present what you did in a factual, confident way, and then let them do what they might. And the thing is, if there are people in your life who are going to be judgy about this, they're probably judgy about a lot of things. This is going to be like one of 18 things they're going to judge you on this year. That's on them. Let them show up that way and let it not be on you. Because over time, what's going to happen is that first of all, you're going to be able to remove yourself more and more from that relationship. You're going to have better boundaries in that relationship. And other people will see that too and be like, I wish I could manage Mrs. Jones the way Jane does. I wish I could manage my mother-in-law that way. I wish I could just be like that cut and dry about it and not have to feel so sucked in every time. So this is like a chance for you to model really good boundaries and really good social skills and model some relationship management. And so it's okay for those, I mean, not that it's okay, but those conversations likely you know, might happen if you happen to have judgy people in your life. And sometimes you can't control that if it's family and in-laws. And so just constantly reminding yourself like this is on them. And if they choose to talk about me this way, they're probably talking about a lot of other people that way. And it's because they're not happy in their own life. The women who sit around judging other women are not happy women. The women who sit around, you know, talking about other women being strong and powerful, it's because they don't feel strong and powerful themselves. When they judge other bodies, it's because they stand in front of the mirrors, harshly judging their own bodies. So you can take this very firm boundary of it's not about me. You can also take another stance on it and feel pity for them and be like, you know, 
I'm really sorry that my mother-in-law feels so bad about her own body that she has to talk about mine. That must feel pretty awful. That must feel really uncomfortable to be, you know, 67 years old and still be such so critical of her own body or feel so out of control of her own, you know, circumstances or situations that she doesn't feel like she can make choices about her body or feel empowered to make decisions that would make her feel more confident and comfortable in her own skin. So make it about that. And that makes it so much easier to disengage. Also recognize that some people just have really crappy social skills (laughs) and That's again, not on you. You probably can't do anything to change it. So if they do have poor social skills, keep your interactions really limited around this topic. So I know there's people in my family and my extended family that want to talk about like people's weight gain and weight loss all the time. I just don't ever broach that conversation. And when I see them going down that road at a dinner table, I literally leave the room. Like I'm not going to have this conversation. I'm not going to be involved in it. I'm not going to sit around and talk about other women's bodies. I don't do that. So you can make sure that you are stepping away from other people's poor social skills because you don't need to be involved in that, whether it's about you or about someone else. Now, you can also, if you hear they've said something and there's been poor social skills happening and it's about you and you want to, you could confront them about it. And here's how you can do that. You can do it in a way you can, first of all, say like, I heard you said this, that really hurts my feelings. Keep it super like not tearful, like be very strong and confident in the way you present it, which is, I'm saying this as someone who cries about everything. So that would be very hard for me, but you want to be super confident in the way that you present it and keep it really factual. Like you said this, it hurt my feelings. And I just wanted to let you know and like cut it off at that. It doesn't need to be a big conversation. You can also let them know. I just wanted to let you know that I heard that you were talking about this and that is a huge violation of trust in our relationship. And I just wanted you to know that like that changes things for me. You shifted the dynamic of trust in our relationship and it's going to take me some time to recover from that. And that is a powerful statement. That is so powerful. And that really puts something on that. It puts it on the other person. And that's a big deal. Like you don't have to bear that burden of someone talking smack about your boobs. Instead, You get to be the one in charge of how you manage your relationships with other people so that if they do something that is in violation of your core values or your code of conduct in relationships, then you let them know. Like actually you violated rule number three that you talked about me behind my back passing judgment on me. And so now trust is broken in our relationship and it's probably going to take some time to repair that. So I just wanted to let you know that that's going to be happening for a while. Like don't expect me to be cozying up to you and spending a lot of time with you on the next family vacation or whatever. And like, you don't have to have a big conversation about it and make a lot of threats or ultimatums. You can do that in your head if you want, but you can definitely put some boundaries down and let people know like you messed up, you totally messed up. And so it's on you to fix it and keep it super cut and dry. So The last part of that is that this person might have really poor boundaries and the person who's going to come in and ask you about your surgery and talk to you about your finances around the surgery, they have really poor boundaries because it's none of their business. And so you get to define those boundaries and be okay with having those very short and concise conversations, not diving into like, well, we decided to pull a little bit of money from here and a little bit of money from here, and I'm going to borrow some money here. And then over the next two years, I'm going to pay it back in these ways. And that's how I'm going to pay for my breast surgery. No, 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 no. You just say like two sentences. I decided to have this done. We budgeted for it and it's fine. That's it. That's all you have to say. Do not let someone else's poor boundaries impact the way you define the boundaries or shift the boundaries. You get to choose that. So be really, really conscientious around what you want those boundaries to look like and keep it super cut and dry. So I will tell you, like, because I'm in the fitness industry and family members will bring up conversations around other people's weight, 
it used to be that I felt like I had to dive in and be like, well, you know, I've heard that like, you know, if you do this diet, then you'll lose this weight. And if you do these exercises, it's really good from a metabolic standpoint, blah, blah, blah. Like I felt like I needed to get really involved in these conversations because I had expertise in the area. Then I realized I was like, no, I don't because it doesn't need to be a professional conversation right now in a family environment. And also I want to keep good boundaries around this topic in my life. And so I'm not engaging in that conversation in any context. And so when someone else brings that up, whether it's between friends, family, colleagues, what have you, I'm just not going to talk about it. And it's a super clear boundary for me that like my one statement on this is, yeah, that person looks like they've lost weight. They look great. Or that person looks like they've gained weight. They seem so happy though, or they seem like they're doing great, or I love that they just got a new job, or I heard their kids are doing great in school, like literally just like flip the conversation. So if someone is pushing you on something, like, yeah, I feel really great. Everything's going really well. Thanks for asking. Like you don't have to go down this road of overindulging them or investing in a conversation that makes you really uncomfortable where they might turn around and pass judgment with that information or share that information with someone else. So Jane, thank you for the inspiration for this episode. I hope this was helpful to everyone. If anyone has follow-up questions, feel free to reach out to me at info at shamelessmom.com, especially if you have questions on my surgery, I'm happy to share. I will put a link in the show notes to the episode I did about my surgery. The episode was called Boob Job. So you can go to shamelessmom.com and look for that episode, but I'll link to it in the show notes over at shamelessmom.com, episode 219 as well. All right. So if this is your first time listening to the show, thank you for being here. I so appreciate spending time with you. We will be back on Wednesday with a fantastic interview. Can't wait to have you here for that. And know that we do release new episodes every Monday and every Wednesday without missing a beat. So make sure you subscribe to the show so that you never miss an episode. And you can do that by going to shamelessmom.com forward slash review that drops you into Apple podcasts where you can click on the subscribe button to subscribe to the show. Also, while you're there, leave a review. Once a week, I read reviews. I have my shameless mom of the week, which is comes from one of the reviewers over at shamelessmom.com forward slash review. Please share this episode out. If you have someone who has body image struggles or has a hard time with these kinds of boundaries and conversations, or maybe wants to have a boob job to make them bigger or smaller, Share this conversation with other people, please. You can take a screenshot on your phone of this episode. So go to your podcast app, take a screenshot of this specific episode, post it on social media, tag me in the picture at the Shameless Mom Academy. I will immediately reply. I'm on social media all the time. And I will immediately reply and comment back or DM you back and just share the love and give you a virtual high five and blow you some kisses. I love being able to connect with you all in any capacity. So please do share this episode out because... These are the kinds of things that we all have going on in the background all the time. Questions about body image, questions about how to manage uncomfortable conversations with in-laws, with family members, how to address the decisions that we make and justify them to other people, even though we don't have to justify them to anyone except for ourselves and maybe our partner if there's like a financial consideration to be made. So I appreciate you being here. I hope you learned something new. I hope you were inspired and I hope no matter what you do today, you do it shamelessly. Are you overwhelmed by the things that get in the way of you doing what you want to do? Are you looking for ways to simplify life to better align with your values? Do you want to create space in your schedule so you have room for more of the good stuff? Play, joy, relationships, gratitude, and more? If you answered yes to any of these questions, I invite you to check out Edit Your Life, 
a podcast to help you edit the unnecessary from your life so you have more room to enjoy the awesome. Through episodes with me, Christine Ko, and a range of super smart, compassionate, and thoughtful guests, you'll come away with big picture insights and practical ways to declutter your home, schedule, and mental space without getting bogged down by perfection. I have always believed that small moments and actions matter tremendously. My goal is to help you find agency and space in your life through doable baby steps that will leave you feeling accomplished instead of overwhelmed. Check out Edit Your Life wherever you enjoy your podcasts.